Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. From the ragged heart of the Rust Belt, this is Great Lakes Confidential with your hosts, Angie and Marty. Welcome back to Great Lakes Confidential with Angie and Marty. Thank you. Marty is back. He uh, woke up. Just woke up. <laughs> Hello. He's kind of like the groundhog. He's been uh, hibernating for a while. Yep. And, and six more weeks of winter. Here we are. Yeah, we'll get six weeks of winter like tomorrow, mm-hmm. like all in one day. Yes. So I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I thought that today we would talk about uh, roadside attractions. But more specifically, do you remember it was in 2017 I went on that solo road trip? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you had suggested that I step outside of my comfort zone and travel by myself, which I never really did too much of just because I had a really old car and I wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. with it and I was scared and I have no sense of direction. And basically I'm just a giant ball of anxiety. And you were like, you can do it just go Mm -hmm. and so i was like all right and i went and thus started your love of road trips in michigan and here we are yeah yeah you told me about the roadside attractions website which i've never i roadside america i think Mm -hmm. it's called and i didn't know anything about it and so i loaded up the map of michigan and it, it it's just full of red pinpoints and basically, for anybody that doesn't, that's not familiar with it, if you've never seen it before, it is full of pinpoints and you can just kind of like pick something and it'll tell you what, what it is, where it is. And then if you click on the link, it'll give you sometimes a very in-depth description of what it is, sometimes not so much. And you can literally like plan an entire trip wherever you want to go in the state of Michigan and you will pass by some sort of a roadside attraction. And I never knew about this. And it was I, like, I've become obsessed with it. It's yeah. so cool to look at, to see what's around you, go and check out things that you've never known about. Like we have a lot of weird things mm-hmm. in this state. Like the the ch- the chicken with the acrylic legs that we talked about on a past episode. Yeah. He was on the roadside America map. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's how I found out about it. And then there's what was interesting is that looking at the map now, some of the attractions that I went to before are no longer there. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of things have closed in the last couple of years because of COVID, but some of them just are no longer on the map for whatever reason. And I'm not really sure why. So I am going to talk about the route that I took, the places that I stopped at. Just know that if it's not, it may not be on the map. So if you're going to go and you're going to follow in my footsteps, it may, they may not all be mm-hmm. there. So, so yeah. So the first stop that I went to was in St. Louis and it was the mini Mackinac bridge. Now, have you ever been there before? To St. Louis? Well, yeah. Yes, I've been to St. Louis, the geographic center of the Lower Peninsula. Is it? Yes, there's a marker for it. I thought that's what you were going to say you saw. Oh, no. I don't yeah. even know that I saw that marker now that yep, you're saying There's a, a little marker in the, the town park that's uh, the geographic center of the Lower Peninsula, St. Oh. Louis, Michigan. I had no idea. Also, I believe uh, St. Louis, Michigan is famous for uh, the, the PCBs that... Uh, the cows all ate in the uh, 70s and poisoned it. Oh, anyway, that's a, a different story. No, Let's no, no. To- I think you're right because I think we touched on that when we were mm-hmm. talking about weird burials. Yeah. Also where the chicken was from. That's where the acrylic chicken, the chicken yeah. with the nice nails was? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I... St. Louis is the home of, of Franken animals. Uh, clearly. Yeah. So... Actually, St. Louis is a very nice little place. I don't mean to make it sound like it's a, a horrible... No island of dr moreau out there like they had a a little farming incident and they also built some fake legs for a chicken but it's a nice community (laughs) so actually the chicken was in jackson but i'm saying that the we talked about the chicken on the weird burials Mm -hmm. episode and the cows were yes i think associated to st louis so Anyways, I went for the mini Mackinac Bridge, mm-hmm. and it's off of M46 on Bagol Road, and it's on the property of a self-storage business. Mm-hmm. So the bridge was built in 1996, and it was basically just a short little project at the for the owner at the time, just kind of keep himself busy. Mm-hmm. It's really neat. There's a pond on the grounds, and there's a mini Mackinac Bridge that he built. It has lights on it mm-hmm. just like the regular bridge so you can see it at night it has a little toll booth so one so when you first get out and you go to walk over to it the where the toll booth is you're gonna it's it's gonna be like you're on the lower peninsula mm-hmm. what i didn't realize is that it is shaped like the mitten i had no idea like I, when i was there i didn't realize it but when i was like looking things up and I'm sorry, it's it's actually the upper peninsula has the toll booth and okay. then the lower lower part of the land is shaped like the mitten. And yeah, it's really it's really neat. So at the highest part of the bridge, it's about fifteen feet above the pond. You oh, know okay. you know how I am about heights, so I was mm-hmm. a little nervous, but I walked over it, walked all the way over and came all the way back. Oh nice. I know. So they don't mind. It is private property. Mm-hmm. The owners don't mind that you stop, but you have to be dis- or be respectful. Of course. And then at one point, you the there was like a suggested donation. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay your toll to go. I don't know that it's still the website didn't say anything about that, so I'm not sure. But just in case. If you go out there, take a couple bucks. Plan for it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, you know, it's just a cute little thing that somebody made, and it's fun. So I took some photos while I was there, and that's about it. You know, I got out, stretched my legs, walked across the bridge, came back, and I was on my way. So it was cool. The next place that I went to 
was the smallest post office in Michigan. The smallest post office in Michigan. Yes. And that is in Elm Hall. Mm -hmm. One woman runs it. She uses her own vehicle to deliver the mail. As of July 1st of 2021, the population in Elm Hall was... One. Eight. Eight. Yes. So when I stopped by on that particular day, I believe it was like a Thursday or a Friday because I was heading north mm-hmm. to visit family for the weekend, but it was closed. I mean, I imagine she doesn't need to be open for very long, Yeah, <laughs> but I could see there's windows and you could see inside and it's about the size of our bathroom. Very tiny. It's a cute little white building. It's got green trim and it is the third smallest post office in the country. So the smallest post office is in Ochopee. Is it Ochopee, Florida? Does that sound right? I don't know. I don't live in Florida. We'll say fine. All right. And then the second smallest is in Salvo, North Carolina. Okay. So we've got the third smallest, and it is very teeny tiny. But it's cute. Mm-hmm. Then, this is a place that I had to see. Once I found it on the map, I was like, yeah, I got to check this out. So you, you've you used an outhouse before, right? Yeah, sure. You never have? I mean, I've seen them. I mean, like, you, I'm sure you've used sure, a porta potty, but, but, but not an outhouse. Right. So we had an outhouse mm-hmm. in the woods by our, you know, on our land when I was growing up. And so I've used an outhouse many, many times. Mm-hmm. I hate them. They're gross. They are terrifying because there's bugs and spiders, and you have no idea what's going to be in that hole when you open up the top. But... There's a two-story outhouse in mm-hmm. in the state of Michigan, so I was like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta check this out. So once I left Elm Hall, I went west, and the two-story outhouse is in Cedar Lake. I've never like this is the first time I've ever seen a two-story outhouse, and I'm sure that there's reason for that, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a dumb design, <laughs> right? So I had to check this, like I had to do some research on this to find out why because i thought maybe like it was like a novelty thing that they somebody built once like haha this is funny Mm -hmm. not for use but i was wrong so it's in the middle of nowhere it is literally a two-story outhouse that's falling apart in the middle of nothing like Mm -hmm. it's just there's no longer buildings there it's just empty field and some trees so it was built by william nelson And he was a wealthy lumber baron, and he had seven daughters. So he also owned a general store, and the the girls lived above the store, and he also had an office down below, and and his daughters lived upstairs. And he built the two-story outhouse for the girls to use because there were always men in the store, and he didn't want them to mingle with one another. So he built this two-story outhouse. It had a bridge going from the girls' home, from the upper, you know, second floor, had a bridge going to the outhouse so that they could use it, and then they wouldn't have to be around all of these men. But the men could watch them on the bridge walk to the outhouse. Well, I mean, theoretically, but... Yeah, I mean, theoretically, they could look up their dress while they're walking to the outhouse. It's sort of a putting them on display. I guess. In a lot of ways. I guess. Like, oh, look, guys, here comes another one of my daughters to use the restroom. <laughs> I mean, I like to think that that's not what happened, but... Coming next to the stage. <laughs> no. It's my youngest, Catherine. Nope. No? Nope. So, in case you're wondering, mm-hmm. th- a two-story outhouse uses a poop chute. I'm not going to explain how that works. I'm sure you can figure it out. So, but yes, that's 
Because I was like, um, an outhouse just has a hole, but not these ones. It's got mm-hmm. a poop chute. So keeps it clean. Then I went to Père Chenet, which is a ghost town about halfway between Roscommon and Grayling. Mm-hmm. There is nothing there. There is a small trail that leads to an overgrown cemetery. From my understanding, I didn't get out of my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did an episode. I did an episode with Amanda mm-hmm. a couple weeks back on Père Chenet, and I talked about my experience there. And basically, I drove up. It was starting to sprinkle, and... I just got like an eerie feeling. So I rolled my window down and I was like, yep, that's the trail. I took a picture of the trail and then I was like, I'm out of here. Plus, like the whole trail is very um, sandy. It's not yeah. like gravel. And I was really scared that I was going to get stuck back there. I mean, full confession, I'm a, I'm a big fan of driving to a place and then not getting out of the car and going and looking <laughs> at it. Once I realize it's on private property and there's like, other people interested in the round, it's like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. I'll just take a picture near the entrance here. And yeah, yeah. Like, I'd love to explore it, but I don't want to be around people, and I don't want to be on private property. Right. I, you know me. I'm, I'm a little bit more adventurous in that sense. Like, I'll go on private property. I don't know why I do that, because I'm scared of pretty much everything else. But for some reason, I'm not afraid to be on private property to that extent to where I won't go. Um, but... I just got like a weird feeling and I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know. I shouldn't. And I'm, you know, I always try to trust my gut. So I was like, no, I'll just snap this photo and get the heck out of here. Cause I didn't have cell phone signal. Like, what am I going to do if something goes yeah. wrong? I was alone. You know, I was just like, no, but if you haven't listened to the pair episode, I, you know, go back and listen to it. Cause it's super fascinating and it's considered to be one of the most haunted places in Michigan. So it's kind of cool, but yeah, check it out and be respectful. Mm-hmm. That is actually one thing that is not on the map anymore. So I don't know if they like took it off because they don't want people back there. It's or... a ghost town. I mean, they take ghost towns off of maps. Sure. There's a lot of. But I'm saying it used to be on the roadside attractions map mm-hmm. as being a roadside attraction and it's not on there anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know. So by this point in my trip, I was starting to get hungry and I needed to stop for some food. And I had found a restaurant on the roadside attractions map called Dawson and Stevens Classic Diner, which is in Grayling. And it is Michigan's largest Coca-Cola collection and bottle cap museum with something like 10,000 pieces of memorabilia. That's cool. It was really cool. What I really loved about the place was that it was, you know... It was real vintage It was decked out in 1950s, you know, just like a 1950s diner. And you know how I feel about stuff like that. But it also had, like, the classic soda fountain. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I had a burger and fries with Coke because I wanted to keep it as, you know, mm-hmm. classic as possible. I was way too full for a shake, so I didn't get one, which I'm still mad about. Especially now because I think it's closed because of COVID. Yeah. If you go to their website, it looks like the place is for sale. They haven't been open for a while. So I don't know like what's going to happen with the stuff. I mean, there was so much stuff and really cool, you know, real neat things that you wouldn't see other places. So it's a that's a really big bummer that it's no longer there. But they had really good food. I do remember that. And it was just a really cute and and fun experience. So it's really a bummer that it's closed now. But it was it was fun, you know, by myself. Mm hmm. So then the last stop that I made before arriving at my family's home, my grandma's house up there, 
was the giant crucifix in Nundal Museum. Yeah, the cross in the woods. In Indian River, yep. They call it the National Shrine of Cross in the Woods. Obviously, the focal point here is the cross in the woods, though it should probably be called the crucifix in the woods because Jesus is on the cross. Right, we get it. Right. So the crucifix is 55 feet tall, weighs 21 tons. It was carved from a single redwood tree in 1953, and then in 1959, Jesus was added. So he is sculpted from seven tons of bronze and stretches 28 feet. The artist actually had to get permission from the Vatican to sculpt him without his crown of thorns, and he has an unusually peaceful expression. So I'm not a religious person, but being there was was pretty... It was overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, you were raised Catholic. I was. And it's a Catholic shrine, so yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. I've, I've been there before. I'm I'm not Catholic, uh, but yeah, it's it's very very neat little little place. It it is. It really is. It's it's super peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of the woods, but it's off of a pretty main road yeah. up there. But it's like you can't hear anything other than birds chirping. Yeah. No, it's a little stroll from your car down to the. Uh, the ch- the open air chapel, mm-hmm. which is pretty neat. Yeah, they've got pews set up so you can sit there and pray. Um, there's uh, like smaller buildings where you can light candles and say prayers. It's fascinating. Yeah, and I I was I was brought up Catholic. I was never baptized or anything, but I I very vividly remember doing like midnight mass yeah. on Christmas Eve and Grandpa. Grandpa was an altar boy growing yeah. up, so he was very strict Catholic. And my grandma actually converted to Catholicism when they got married. But he was very, I, I said he was, I always called him super Catholic yeah. because he was very much, we prayed at every meal. He, for the longest time, we, you know, they did uh, Wednesday evening mass as well as Sunday morning mass. Like I said, we did the midnight mass on um, Christmas Eve. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm positive that there had to have been some sort of a mass for Easter. So, you know, it was it was a really big thing for me growing up, but I don't I, I never really practiced in, in the same way. But it was just I don't know, maybe it was kind of like I felt like my grandpa was there with me. You know, it was very, very peaceful, but it was it was overwhelming. It was just kind of like very emotional, you know. But it's it's beautiful. So even if you're not Catholic, I, I highly recommend going out there because it's just everybody needs that sort of peace in their life, right? To just be out in the middle of the woods and just kind of. Yeah. And I mean, I guess if that's not really your thing, just shoot north a little way and go to Seashell City and check out the man eating clam. There you go. <laughs> also on the grounds, as I said, is the Nundal Museum, which is the world's largest uh, it features over 500 dolls modeling over 200 different religious order habits. Not creepy at all, by the way. Uh, well, a little bit creepy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to be as respectful as possible, but it's very unnerving to be in the basement. I watch too many horror movies. I mean, yeah, let's and be you real. know what? Let's let's also be real. They they know they're aware that you know it's kind of creepy. It is. It's very. Um, a doll museum of any sort is creepy. It is. It's It's not just the fact that these are nun dolls. There was something else that I just felt was unsettling to me. And again, I watched mm-hmm. too many horror movies, but there was, I remember there's like narrow stairs, like a narrow staircase to go downstairs. 
And then the wall, like some of the walls have like old, the old wood paneling. Mm -hmm. And for some reason that was just very unsettling for me. I was just like, I don't really like this. And I was completely alone. So, you know, even weirder. And there wasn't, there was like one or two other people, you know, wandering through it, but they were very far away from me. So it felt like I was in a basement by myself with $500 and I was not. (laughs) I was like, nope, I'm already down the stairs. I have to do this. You know, I've got to be brave. (laughs) I mean, what's your reaction supposed to be at the doll museum too? Like, oh, look at this one. It's creepy. I Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. And being that, again, being that I'm not Catholic, it doesn't have that. Not a practicing Catholic. Well, I'm I'm not a Catholic because I wasn't baptized, but I'm, I like, I don't, I don't have that connection and the knowledge of the dolls, like, other people do so yeah. i i don't appreciate them in that way now i had I, a fighting nun doll remember those <laughs> remember that those with the little little switches that, yeah that they, little boxing yep. arms punch yeah i had uh, that's funny I had one of those so aside from the 500 dolls that they have they also have little dioramas that show nuns at work which they're pretty cool and then they have 21 life-size dummies of men and women dressed in roman catholic attire so again being as respectful as possible to me it was creepy but i can definitely respect and understand the appreciation that somebody who is catholic who is a practicing catholic i can yeah i can understand why they would have that appreciation for me it was too unnerving i took photos I did it because I needed to, but I probably, honestly, I probably wouldn't do it again. It just... Probably not by yourself. No, absolutely not by myself. So if you do end up going to the shrine, I suggest that you give yourself plenty of time to wander because it'll definitely, it's, it's a huge place. It'll definitely take you a while. I think I was there for like over an hour, but because of my own, you know, time constraints, I was trying to get to grandma's house. I felt a little bit rushed, so... One day we could probably do an entire episode on the shrine and the museum because there's there really is a lot of neat history, but it would take forever. And so I'm not going to talk about it on this episode, but maybe in the future we'll do one. They really, you know, they, they've put a lot of work into the place and into the ground. So they do deserve, you know, the respect of having their own episode. But if you're interested, they have a website and it is crossinthewoods.com. And they'll, you know, the history of everything is there. There's photos. Uh, They have a gift shop on site. They have a calendar that shows whenever they do mass. So it's, you know, it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, they do do weekly masses there. Yeah. Yep. They they still do daily masses. I mean, yes. I should say. So if you're traveling through the area, I think there's uh, actually quite a few people that that consider that their home church too in the area. I would imagine so. Yeah. Indian River isn't a very large place, so I can't I can't remember seeing really any other churches driving through there. Yeah. So further up the road, you have the uh, Seashell City. Mm-hmm. I've never been. A giant man-eating clan. It's basically just like a big uh, gift shop with like bulk candy and bulk sea seashells. Oh. But they have a big uh, man-eating clam on display. Yeah. Do they have saltwater taffy? Oh yeah, of course oh, they do. That's my favorite. Yeah, saltwater taffy is is. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're not going to get the fudge, get the saltwater taffy while you're out there. Shoot, I'm getting both. So, yeah, Seashell City. It's a big man-eating clam. You go in there. This thing is probably like 24 inches in diameter. 
Like, I mean, it could eat a man, but it'd have to do it in pieces. Like, it's not going to swallow one. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you see it. Like, you see the billboards, and you think this thing's going to be the size of, like, a, a, a Volkswagen Beetle. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, you know, the size of a, of a large pizza. But, I mean, how big is a regular clam? Small. I mean, this thing is a, it's a marvel, but, you know, they kind of oversell it a little bit. Yeah. So, and it's long dead. It's just a seashell. Oh. So, but that's a... That's a nice uh, roadside attraction I was thinking of up there. Yeah. And we were thinking of other ones when you were talking. You mentioned uh, post offices. Made me think of Hell, Michigan. I love Hell, Michigan. And the post office in Hell, Michigan, which is actually just inside of a party store. Yeah. But uh, I know a lot of people like to go file their taxes and send them from there. Yeah. <laughs> just to get the, the postmark. and You go to Hell, government, and you're tax money like i don't know it's a thing that people do that's awesome i never heard they of that and, before yeah they go and file their taxes from hell so when did we go to hell we went on easter one year didn't we maybe i well, think we did set me up for a bad joke i'm glad i skipped it yeah yeah this is still a family show babe yeah well, it just would have been sacrilegious but yeah uh, we went out there it's a, it's a fun little fun little trip there yeah uh, got the ice cream little ice cream shop there yeah that's about it Pretty much. Like a bar, an ice cream shop, yeah. and a party store. And it's a, actually a all just one it. building. Yeah. Well, no, like three different buildings. But but in the same parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same lot spread out. Yeah. I definitely want to do an episode on Hell, Michigan, because I, like, I feel like there's probably some, some fun yeah, things. We will. Like, we won't get too into it now. We right. just want to mention that. And then uh, thinking of another uh, abandoned roadside attraction that everybody loves, it would be uh, the, uh, the dinosaurs oh, in, yeah. uh, in Irish Hills. Yeah. How long do you know like when that became an abandoned? I don't know. I mean, you know, as long as I've known of it, I imagine like the 80s, 70s or 80s or something, but I'm not exactly sure. Somebody owns the land and it still stands. But if you're driving along um, US 12 Michigan Avenue, whatever it's called out there, Mm -hmm. see them right from the road. Oh, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I haven't. That's interesting. I also want to do another episode uh well i guess it wouldn't be another episode but i also want to do an episode on like mackinac city attractions because we there's a place that you and i have gone to we went once and then i went again with my sister yeah it's uh mystery town usa that's like that's got to be like one of my favorite places on the planet it's more of a yeah fun little museum yeah than a roadside attraction all right well that's fair yeah, I don't know. There's a ton of little roadside awesome attractions. Yeah. Like, uh, what is that place? It's it's in the UP. It's right over the bridge, headed north. It's like a big lookout uh, mountain kind of thing. Oh, my mm. gosh. It's right there. Like, I, I can see it. You know what I'm talking it? about? Yes. Like, it's some, like, lookout. I know somebody in the Upper Peninsula right now is screaming at us. I, I Like, I can see it in my head, and, I, like, I feel like the name is right on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. Yeah. I can't think of it either, but that's what I think of when I think of roadside attractions. Just like Is that where Paul Bunyan is? I believe so. Yeah. Paul and Babe, right? I believe there's something that there's uh Shoot. Yeah. I what mean is there's a couple called? of those things all over. There's another one on US two as well that like is a like a scenic overlook. You can see the bridge mm-hmm. and uh you know, buy fudge and moccasins and all I the fun it. stuff you buy up there. It's not just called Lookout Point, is it? No, I that don't know. That would be too easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll figure it out as soon as we, we turn the uh, recorder off. Yeah, most likely. Or somebody will send us a scathing email. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so growing up, did you and your family do a lot of 
road tripping and and stopping off at some of these because I know that there's families that do that and I I don't think we ever really did that. No, we, unfortunately, we weren't big on stopping at a lot of yeah. the trips, and that bummed me out. It was something I got into when I was older. Like you know, oh cool, look, it's a it's a Paul Bunyan. I'm gonna stop over right. there and get a picture. Right. Yeah, I think we were kind of the same. It was like we were going somewhere. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't about it was about you know, getting to the destination. Yeah, because they had to do yeah. the driving. They were right. annoyed. They weren't gonna. No, right. we're not stopping. We're not stopping. Nope. Do you have to pee? No, then we're not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to pee? Yes, we're still not stopping. <laughs> yeah, so it was all about getting there. Right. So I feel like the road that's something that I got to enjoy later in life, getting off the beaten path and yeah. seeing things cuz otherwise it was just like, nope, hurry up and get there. Stop at McDonald's for lunch. Get yeah. back on the road. Yeah. So anyways, that was my trip. I started in Lansing. I drove up to Indian River to hang out with family and um it was a really nice experience. I stopped at all those places. I got to have some good food. I got to be alone with my thoughts and Just fall in love with the road trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really cool. So I, I highly suggest it. I mentioned doing that once on our Instagram and a woman commented and said that, that I've inspired her to, to get out and travel. And I, that's, good. I think that that's why we're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. To inspire people to, to see what our state has to offer. And so that was really exciting for me. So I hope that she is out there, maybe not right now because we're supposed to get a really terrible storm tonight, but I hope that, you know, when it gets nice outside, she, she yeah. finds herself on the road and maybe she'll even be listening to us as she's driving. So that would be cool. I would say one of the big road trips that I, uh, or one of the places where I like to go uh, do a little road tripping normally by myself. Mm-hmm. is uh the thumb yeah always enjoy just busting up to the thumb and driving around going uh you know like seeing the uh the petroglyphs or the michigan bean festival or other things up there the petroglyphs are on my list of things to explore on the show because i've never been there i've never seen them and quite a few people on facebook said that you know that was their suggestion that we should yeah. should visit and do a show and uh yeah i've got my michigan bean festival t-shirt on today which is a very funny little story. Maybe we'll explore that more on a different episode because I think that that weekend and that whole area just kind of deserves its own, yeah, its own situation. So yeah. So if you are looking for more roadside attractions, I would check out roadsideamerica.com. There's a ton of hidden gems on there, and you know, check them out on the way to where you're going. So if you have any favorite roadside attractions in Michigan, you can tell us about it on Facebook or Instagram. I would love to hear, you know, what you've seen, what your favorite things are. Hopefully they're still there so the rest of us can check them out. But I'd like to hear about it regardless. And then if you're enjoying the show, we ask you ever so sweetly to please rate, review, subscribe and share. We actually hit Apple Podcasts Travel and Places chart last week at number 26 out of all the podcasts in the world. And I have not stopped talking about it because I am so, so proud of what we're doing. Like I have been geeking for the last week. Congratulations, baby. Well, thank you. And thank you for helping me get there. I just feel like knowing that there's so many people that are in our state and even around the world that, are, you know, they're listening to us babble on and on and on about the things that we love and the things yes, that we want to see. Thank you for doing that. Like appreciate that. Appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I just can't even describe the feeling, you know? I I'm a little cheesy. So, 
I apologize. Uh, shout out to our Facebook follower, Andy, who is listening from the west side of the state. He commented this last week that he found us and he's really enjoying it. So hello. And then one more thing before we head out. Uh, Joy Road Media, which is the network that we are on and that I am co-founder of, we are looking for Michigan businesses that are interested in advertising on our network. Uh, we really want to highlight local businesses as opposed to um, as opposed to working with larger corporations and, and things like that. So, you know, small business, we're, we're all for it. So if you would like more information on purchasing ad space, you can email us at contact at joyroadmedia.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, we're going to talk about Copper Harbor. I know there's a lot of people that wanted me to talk about Copper Harbor. And I found a really fun little fact about it. So I'm excited to share it with everybody. So tune in next week. And I guess we're out of here. So text me when you get home. Bye.